Blog Talk Radio. Race fans, welcome to the most listened to show on the 110 Nation Radio Network. When it's hot, it's hot. Presenting you the caution flag of racing radio, the DJ Music Man, and the Tasmanian Devil of Flaggers. Here's your host, Chris, Craig, and Tad. Another episode of Race Chat Live. I've got with me my co-host, Mr. Tad Taylor, and the one and the only Craig Moore here in the studio with me. Fellas, how are you? Man, what a race in what a race in Austin this past weekend, I'm telling you. If you didn't like any of that racing from the truck series to the cup series, you got issues, and uh, you need to go back watching Matchbox racing, I guess. That's all I got to say. Yeah, man. I mean, it was it was a, it was amazing. Uh, the car definitely withstood uh, the test, and uh, I believe uh, you know we walked away with the with a brand new winner. I don't. Uh, I don't know if anybody but Craig Moore uh, made that pick. Absolutely. Well, I don't know. I heard somebody on. I heard somebody on Sirius yesterday morning say something about that as well. Uh, or no, yesterday afternoon talking to talking to Moody that he picked. He said that Chastain was going to win, and uh, you know, sooner or later you get a bunch of seconds like Chase Elliott a few years ago. Remember that, Chris? He was second, he was third, he was the bridesmaid, he was the flower girl, but he was never the he was never the he was never the bride and then all of a sudden bam he became the bride. Yeah, he broke out for sure. Yeah. And we watched Kyle Larson as well when he first went to Hendrick. Uh, he could have won the first five races uh last year, but he just did not know how to close out and then uh of course he went on fire and won ten races. Taz Taylor, are you there? He is the the his his little pick is um, his little one is a tad bit upset. He said so. He's uh, uh, yeah. He's on. My, uh, do not have my uh, my phone in front of me. It's uh, it's always uh, a little bit late getting into the studio here. But uh, yeah, we got a lot to talk about uh, the truck race. Um, yeah, I got that. Uh, also the Xfinity race. And the cup race, they all three race this weekend at Coda, the Circuits of America. Um, just uh, Zane Smith, you know, you pulled that one out as well. You got uh, two victories this, this week. Uh, Zane Smith, come home. And, and you know, it, 
he didn't win it by dominating the race, that's for sure. Uh, but a tip of the hat to the um, Front Row Motorsports number 38 truck, and Zane Smith, for uh, capitalizing and being where they needed to be. My biggest takeaway from the truck race was, my gosh, man, um, this this is the ARCA talent, I believe, that we were watching a few years ago that just wrecked every damn thing. And uh, it's kind of it's like they're, they're still wrecking everything, Greg. Uh, yeah, I being, was, uh, Truck racing was such a ahead. big thing for us for a long time. It's really, it's, uh, they've got some maturing to do down there. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, the beating and banging. I mean, the beating and banging on the last lap I get. Um, but when you're wrecking in the first stage, when you're wrecking people in the first and second stage, yeah, I mean, they 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 put stage racing in there to make it exciting and give people something to run for. And that they have. And, but it's also created a junkyard, a junkyard effect. We need to get everything we can get in the first 10 laps. Well, you know, as Dale told Dale Jr. one time, you don't win the race on the first lap. And, you know, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of that in the truck series. Yeah, and, you know, Denny Hamlin kind of touched on this. Uh, we'll, we'll present that later on, talk about it. Uh, that basically the racers these days are not the same racers that they were. There's no give and take. It's uh, it's you know, it's a dog eat dog world, and um, that brings up an interesting question that was on door bumper clear. Uh, was is it a sport or is it entertainment? And uh, I believe Freddie Kraft said it best, or Brett Griffin said it. Uh, he said that uh, you know, these guys are willing to spend this money and go out here and put their head on the line because they believe that it's a sport. And, uh, you know, I, I, I thought sports was supposed to be entertaining, so I, I, I don't know if there's much of a separation between the two, really. If sports is not entertaining, it's probably not going to be a popular sport. So if we're, if, we're, if we're checking both boxes and asking the question, is it one or the other, um, we're, benefic- we're, we're benefiting from, I guess, regardless. Great. Well, I think when they made it, when they went to entertainment, I think part of that is is the stage racing. Uh, I think because I, I heard some of that too, not on the door bumper clear, but I heard a few of that last week on Cirrus. Uh, that topic was brought up, and they brought entertainment into it when they brought in the stage racing because now everybody's, as I alluded to a couple minutes ago, everybody's racing. Like every, everybody's racing every lap like it's the last lap of the race because every spot is crucial. You know, when you're getting down to the end of the stage, you need to be in the top ten. It's not benefiting the owners, right? No, it's not. This is what the fans want. Am I correct? Say that again, Chris. I'm sorry you were breaking up. This is what the fans want. This is what the fans want, right? I mean, this is this is the type of racing we've been waiting for, correct? I mean, it's not the Dale Jr. we all get messed up in the pasture on Monday night uh, type racing. I, I think Dale's biggest problem was he was too nice, and he was friends with everybody, where his father 
was kind of he was the man's man. He, everybody looked up to him. He he was the he was the king of the garage um, outside of Richard Petty, of course. Uh, but uh, I believe that he influenced a, a completely different crowd of people than what Dale Jr. Dale Jr. Everybody that come below him wanted to be his buddy, and so you know he found out for several years that uh, they wanted to be his buddy outside the garage, but they definitely didn't help him out on the racetrack, and that was a big lesson right. for him to learn. Uh, but that that day and age of that kind of racing is, is over with, and uh, I guess so goes the couch, right? Uh, those who sleep over on people's couches, uh, because uh, that's kind of what how that gentleman sport was. But uh, these days, I think they all keep themselves secluded in their motorhomes. Oh, absolutely, and you know, you're getting back to the to Dale. The difference between Dale and Dale. Dale Earnhardt, Dale Senior was the uh, garage leader and Dale Jr. was the garage partier. Two different styles. Whereas, like you said, people wanted to be Junior's friends because off the track, but on the track, well, they didn't want to work with him too much. (laughs) Which, I understand. I mean, everybody's in the sport to win win a race. If If you're not there to get a checkered flag, then you know, they knew that Junior was not was not senior, and you could actually kind of run over Junior a little bit, and he would take it. You know, right? And I think that's what right. uh, that, that that kind of hurt his career later on when nobody when when he went to Hendrick and basically he had the uh, he had the best deal around. Everybody was like, "Hey, man, this is this is the cookie you 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 baked." So uh, you know, we're here to beat you. Um, and and I think that he learned from that and become a better racer. And these racers are going to learn from that as well. They're still old school out there. So, but uh, you know, we say we had Bowman and we had Bush in this race. Um, that was a, that was crazy. Three wide was it? Who was it? Was it Friesen? Who was in that three wide? It was Friesen, Kyle Bush, and Alex Bowman. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you know, that's that's priceless right there. That'll go down as one of the craziest things I've seen uh, on the racetrack. You know, I have to give kudos to, to, to Kyle Bush. He handled it. I was just listening to his interview. He handled it like a, a, a Kyle Bush I've never heard before. There wasn't, let me just answer so I don't get fine style answers. It was, hey, I hate it. Uh, KBM gave me a great machine. Well, of course they're going to give you a great machine. You write the checks. Yeah. Or you sign your sex. Um, you know, the crew guys did a hell of a job. Uh, I just hate it for them, but it happens. You know, right. stark contrast to what Alex Bowman and, and Alan, uh, A.J. Allmendinger said on Sunday, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, uh, we got to close out this uh, segment real quick in the truck series. Uh, but I want to give the the final rundown, at least the top ten, uh, the 10th place finisher was Grant Infinger. Um, Stuart Friesen finished ninth after that uh, incident there. He he had a tire issue and had to limp it back. So a great job on finishing in the top 10. Carson Hosevar, uh finished in the 8th spot. Tyler Ankrum in the 7th spot. Christian Eckes finished in the 6th spot. Chandler Smith in the 5th spot. Ben Rhodes, Kyle Bush. John Hunter Nemechek, and, of course, the eventual winner, Zane Smith. Other news, quick news out of 
the uh, truck series is, uh, I think you know this one, don't you, buddy? Uh, Jessica Friesen uh, is returning to the trucks at Bristol and Knoxville Dirt Races. So we'll see uh, Jessica Friesen back at number 62, Halmar Friesen, uh, uh, Toyota Cam- uh, Toyota Tundra. So uh, exciting news we'll there. We'll have to see if she can even qualify for him. Well, you know, there was issues yeah. uh, last time, but she did really well when the one that she did get to race. So, uh, right. um, definitely, right. yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing seeing that. We skip over to the Xfinity news. Surprise, surprise, surprise! The Dinger gets it done. Um, really, a big surprise there, though, Craig. Not, I don't, I don't not really was that big of a surprise. <laughs> no, not really. I mean. I only didn't take him because I usually jinx him and uh, and uh, Al Gear, Al So I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna leave them alone. Well, wish I would have taken him because then I would have had a three for three. <laughs> oh man, that's bonus points there. So uh, um, let's see, the scroll through. Um, I'm trying to think of. Uh, any of the big things that happened in the Xfinity race. Um, you know, it, uh, I guess it was a good race. I, I really, maybe I missed it. I don't know. I know I've seen AJ win, but... Uh, well, I didn't hear a lot of rumblings on uh, social media this week or on, on theorists about the about the Xfinity race and people being about people being upset. So all right, in all, yeah. I believe it was a you know because normally that's where you're going to hear about it. But in all fairness, and right, well you know Ty Gibbs was really a favorite early. About it anyway. Ty Gibbs was an early favorite, uh, but uh, situations put him uh, trying to catch up for the rest of the rest of the evening. Austin Hill, big surprise. Uh, not really. Uh, he's doing wonders in the RCR number 21. Cole Custer was uh, one of the uh, uh, cup guys that was racing in this race. Uh, Jade Buford picks up a, a top 10 finish. <laughs> Some people probably say, who? Uh, but, uh, I think with the name like uh, Jade Buford, we should remember that guy. Uh, Parker Clifford, yeah, man, oh, man, what a hell of a run he, he had as well. Taking a no-name number 35 uh, and ran up front most of the day but finished 12th. What do we have for Dash for Cash qualifiers? Because that's coming up this weekend at uh, Richmond, which Richmond always proves to be a good, well, I say I don't know, Richmond kind of a – I thought Richmond's been kind of a snooze fest. Well, uh, that's I mean, why Miguel Pilato. That's, uh, that's why I stopped saying that because yeah, I say that and then you know <laughs> I'm trying to remember back to the last exciting Richmond race, and I can't remember that far back. Yeah, I'm looking at the bottom of the list. There's some notables: Bubba Wallace finished 28. Uh, I believe he had issues. Riley Hurst uh, coming off a good good finish, right back in the back for 26. Josh Berry, you know, one of my favorites to pick. He, he finished 27. Um, 
know, it's uh, Brandon Brown finished 20th. So, you know, I mean, it was a good race. I guess uh, when you can't remember too much about it, you shouldn't probably spend too much time on it. Uh, notable. Can you see who the Dash for Cash qualifiers are? Miss Lee wants yeah, to know. I'm seeing if I can find that. Um, I'm at jesse.com at the moment. Ryan Priest driving for B.J. McLeod uh, at Richmond in the Xfinity Series. Oh. Uh, I don't see the dash for cash. I know Miss Lee mentioned it, uh, but I don't see, I'm not seeing any information about that on uh, on JQ. All right. Well, while we're waiting for that, I don't know about you, Chris, but I was. I mean, we're gonna. I'm gonna talk about the semi-black flag, checker flag segment. But uh, the end of the race was phenomenal, and the end of the cup race was phenomenal. I didn't. Uh, I wasn't able to catch the last or the first two stages, but I was able to catch most of the last stage. And uh, it was. It was a phenomenal race. The last stage had you the last two, three laps, actually ten laps, had you on the on the edge of their seat. Now I want to ask you a question and I wanna know what you think about this. <laughs> In dirt racing, when there's a yellow flag, the laps don't count. I understand why they don't do it on the oval courses or on the road courses, because God it would take forever. But why don't they do it on the mile-and-a-half tracks? Why doesn't NASCAR do that? They, they change the rules for competition, cautions, and things like that. I'm just curious to see what you know. You there? Can you guys hear me? Can you guys hear me? I can now. I don't know what happened, but you were gone. I have no idea what happened either. It gave a, a dial tone, and uh, yeah, so I called you in on, a, on an open line instead of in the host line. But uh, sorry about that. Uh, Miss Lee did send us over. Uh, the Dash for Cash, I don't know where you were, but let's pick up on this real quick and we'll come back. Um, the Dash for Cash, uh, JRM's Gregson Mayor surge into Dash 4 Cash program, join, joining Almondinger Hill in opening field. Um, Noah Gregson, Sam Mayer, so Austin Hill, and AJ Almondinger. Well, I mean, they all have a they all have a really good shot of winning it, but I think your favorite has got to be Asia. I really think your favorite's got to be Dana. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, that you know, that's uh, Gregson and Hill are having a hell of a year as well. Surprised by Mayer, we haven't really heard much out of him, but he's had some solid finishes. Uh, as for Noah Gregson, I think this is his breakout year. This is where he says, you know, he's he's ready to move up, right? I mean, he's been one of the last cats 
to 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 get promoted. And you know, I, I'm not sure if Brandon Jones or uh, uh, Ryan Sieg or you know, even maybe an Austin Hill are going to you know make it to the top level of Cup racing. But Noah Gregson. He seems to be the next guy primed for that. Even Riley Herbst, I think, has has a long way to go uh, before you would see him moving up into a legit cup ride. Um, You know, I think that uh, uh, it's going to be a hard one to push. But AJ also has a great uh, organization behind him and uh, some pretty powerful hitters. so you know it, it's going to be interesting as it goes down to the end of the end of the year what happens. But for the dash for cash, man, I'm saying we we cannot uh, we cannot count out Gregson or or you know Austin Hill. He's been the highlight of the series, um, that's for sure. But it's it's uh, now time to talk about what we've seen in the Cup Garage and what happened in the Cup race. Craig, I, I have no disappointment. Uh, I thought it was a great race. Um, it was uh, action all over the track. Uh, there was, uh, 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 you know, a great battle there at the end of the race. I, you know, you always want to see it come down that way. Did Ross Chastain, did he race AJ dirty or did, did, did AJ race Ross dirty? Because when you move somebody, uh, you've got to, uh, you gotta be You've prepared got to expect for retaliation. Yeah, did he make the move too early? Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna put the bumper to somebody, as we used to say, the chrome horn, you've got to be able to. You need to know that it's coming back. Now, was whoa, wait, are we talking about short track racing? Short track no, racing. Talking... We're talking. We're talking. Oh, the baby went to sleep. That's good. Well, not necessarily, but I'm just trying to calm her down. <laughs> oh, um, you have to when you put the bumper to somebody, you got to know that that when they recover, if they recover, they're coming to get you. And you, you can't fault Chastain. I don't care who it is. You, you can't fault Chastain for giving it back to him. Now, was Alex Bowman an unwitting participant in all that? Yeah, maybe. But uh, you know, where the heck did he was there? That's what I want to know. He was fixing the Bowman. The old old hack was about to back his way into another win. (laughs) Yeah, he was. He was. I thought for sure that he was going to get another win, and and you know, I I I'm gonna allude on this a little bit in a little bit, but listening to Alex Bowman reminded me a lot of Kyle Bush. Just a cleaner version. I guess that he was upset, but because he won one this year he thinks he should win them all. Um the see, I don't know how you're acting like where did Bowman come from? Because he finished third in stage one. He I don't know where he finished stage two. It wasn't the top ten, but I mean, he ran up front for two thirds of that race at least. Right, but nobody expected. I don't think any of us expected him to uh, be in contention. We knew that he would be close, but he was right there 
He was right there. Dude, on when it's the... a turn 11, like, like I don't know, to 400 miles an hour faster than the rest of the field. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he he was not uh, – he was taking no prisoners. It just didn't work out for him. He made the right move, and he made it at the right time, uh, but it was just somebody else's race to win. And the way that uh, – the way that that the car bounced, that AJ bounced off of uh, Ross Chastain, you know, uh, that that kind of sealed the deal there um, for for Ross. It, it definitely uh, kept the herd back. Yeah, no, it uh, it was it was it was quite surprising. I just now let me ask you a question. Dinger's comments after the race. Sore loser or dejected? Or both? I believe they're at the at the uh last lap. They basically told Dinger to uh lay back and unless Bowman unless Bowman closes in, keep lay back. That's exactly what the spotter said or somebody from his crew said. So right, when he and I heard that far, too. When he went for it, I was like, oh, 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 oh you know. Like, uh, I, I've always said I believe track cows and colleague racing and Inspire Motorsports, they're all kind of connected together. And they all have the inner – they all have, uh, you know, certain people that are in common with each other. And, uh, you know, I think that that was kind of a, you know, a call to respect that, hey, this guy's racing his way for a chase, A.J., you know, don't don't race him. But hey, AJ Allmendinger did exactly uh, what our racer would do. He's going out there to win. He wants to give uh, his team, his guys, the best shot, even if it comes from the boss. He wants to give his guys the best finish that he can give. And, and if that's well, uh, going against team orders, then you know, I think that's what uh, that's what he did there. And he he, you know, I, I would much rather him race and make the mistake that he made than to do nothing at all. So if anybody could sit here and say that they didn't want him to do nothing at all, then I don't believe they're real race fans or they're not stock car race fans. This is not Formula One racing. Race that guy. And A.J. Allmendinger, would, uh, he would forever feel like he didn't uh, – he could have had one. If, if, he, if he held back, he would have never known if he would have been the winner of that race or not. It didn't work out for no. him, but at least he gave the effort. Now, with Allmendinger – He's going to be like every other racer that's, you know, part-time and not really racing for points because, obviously, Amendinger is running full-time, full-time Xfinity and part-time Cup. Being that he's part-time Cup, of course, when he gets into that car, he's going to be chasing for wins instead of points because, you know, he's not he's not eligible for Cup points. So he's going to do whatever he's going to do for a win regardless. That's what most drivers in his circumstance are going to do. So here's a question for you. If they race so many races in the cup level, should they have should they have to make a choice? Are they going to compete for cup points or not? Chastain was put in that spot a few years ago. Right. And Chastain made the jump. Right. And that's kind of what I was getting at was, I get that he's not a full-time driver, so I I heard it just like Chris did. Lay back, lay back, and Les Bowman challenges. And then when I seen him make the move, I was oh. like, oh, 
Yeah, Bowman got one challenge there in that corner. Uh, he, 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 he did a he did a dive bomb, but I you know I believe that he learned a lesson from the from uh, the truck race and uh, tried to utilize that to his best uh, interest, and uh, it just did not uh, did not work out for him. What in the world? Showman's hacking the road course system. I mean, I. It was a great race. What is that stat of the day you got, Bass? All right. So, stat of the day is going to be seven thirty, guys. Oh, my bad. We're yeah, two minutes, minutes early. before. <laughs> oh. All right. So, stat of the day. We're going to jump a, a bit early because we got flag, flag, checker flag stuff going on. But anyways, stat of the day. We had, if I'm counting this right, nine different leaders. Yes, nine different leaders. Hold on, I'm not done yet. Nine different leaders. The two lap leaders both came from track house. Ross Chastain with 31 and Suarez with 15. There were 13 lead changes. Now, amongst the track house. This is why I'm mentioning them big time. Shastine and Suarez led 67.6% of the laps at Coda between the two between the two drivers at track house. Say that again. He led what? 67%? Shastine and Daniel Suarez, track house combined, led 67.6% of the laps. Chastain led 31 of the 68, and Suarez led 15 of the 68. Amazing. Well, I'm telling you, I said it for two weeks in a row, that they were they were a sleeper team, and if people didn't start taking them serious, it was going to come back to bite them, and it did. I'm... Um, No, it's just it's it's. We said it earlier, Chris. You're only you're only going to finish second so many times before. Um, it's uh, before it becomes a reality. So, well, do we I have any other stats? Go ahead, Taz. Um. Other than nine cautions for 13 laps, so nearly a lap for a caution. I mean, I guess you can say it's kind of expected for road course racing, but. Well, I think it was, I think it was a, uh, I think the whole weekend was just a stellar weekend for racing. Um, I think that, uh, you know, if we get racing like that each and every week, what we had the week before and what we have, uh, what we had this past week, you know, we've got six different winners this year. Um, only five of them were first-time winners, if I'm not mistaken, because uh, Bowman won, but he's been a repeat winner. Not this season, hey. obviously, but... And, hey, we've had different winners so far this year. And I have to double-check. I'm not sure. I have to look at the dual races. 
But if you count the Clash and, of course, the 2500 on, we've had different winners. I just Yeah, that's what I just said. We've had six different winners. Five I'm going to double-check the Daytona duels. Wow. That's amazing. Brad Keselowski, Chris Buescher. Yeah, so if you count the duels in the Clash, so we've actually had eight. Right, and how many of them yeah, are under 30? I'm not sure 16 is locked in, man, at all. No, but it's not. But here's the deal. You have to remember this. And this is where we had this conversation last year, and it's kind of already starting to pop in this year because look at the top, look at the standings. Who's sitting on top? Mr. Face that runs the place. He has no wins. Now, we had this conversation last year with Hamster, with Denny Hamlin, where he went winless. And we were thinking if we were going to hit 16 different winners, is Hamlin going to get the boot or somebody else with a win going to get the boot? Well, Elliot's in that same spot where – if a driver wins regular season championship without a win, they get in and somebody gets the boot. Well, I think if anybody, if talking about Denny Hamlin, if he's going to go anywhere, it's going to be his own team and you're going to see Bubba go bye-bye. Well, that's something that I was waiting to talk about later on is the age of the, you know, every, we all laughed at, Joe, at uh, Hendrick Motorsports a few years ago when uh, it was Daddy Daycare uh, over there for Jimmy Johnson. Uh, but uh, now, you know, now it's paid off at Hendrick Motorsports, and they've got a bunch of young guys that are uh, um, that, that are running the, the, the place. And uh, now Joe Gibbs is sitting there with probably the oldest fleet of drivers uh, in the Cup Garage, Martin Truex Jr., Kyle Busch, and Denny Hamlin. Um, you know, at some point in time, Joe Gibbs has got to pull the plug and uh, send send a couple of these guys to the nursing home. Yeah, and I think you're going to see it sooner rather than later. Yeah, Denny Hamlin, I think, is uh, the, the guy you'll see. In making the next move outside of uh, Joe Gibbs Racing. But uh, let's get to the black flag news. Of course, there's uh, a late penalty that came out last week. Chaz, do you have that information in front of us? Uh, um, I believe right. 100, no. 100 points. Oh, yeah. $100,000 fine. Spread the the so, actual. So hold on. I got what? So RFK Racing's appeal of the L2 level penalties assessed after the Cup Series race at Atlanta will be heard on April 744. Yeah, so they essentially get to keep their crew chief and their $100,000. Uh, NASCAR, NASCAR officials confirmed Monday three members uh, from the National Motorsports Appeals Panel are scheduled to meet and consider the appeal a week from Thursday. And the penalty was uh, docking DK with 100 points, uh, 10 playoff points, and a $100,000 fine and a four-race suspension to Matt McCall, the crew chief. That dropped Keselowski from 16th to 31st in the standings and went from – and dropped to 31st. Fourth in the points after, or no, he moved up. He moved up to thirty fourth after the Coda race this weekend. Well, 
I honestly think this is going to be the nail in the coffin for Keselowski. Um, you have to, and I said this last week when we talked about it. You have to wonder if if he's re if he's rethinking his decision because now this is this is two huge deals. I mean, they got away with it at Daytona, um, so it's kind of like. You got away with it once. Why play with fire? Apparently, NASCAR knew what they were looking for, or they they spotted it was pretty evident. I, we just still don't know what it is. Um, I heard Chocolate Miner say, "You have an idea? Okay, then let's hear it." Well, I mean, I was listening to SiriusXM on Dave Moody, and they were saying that it was possibly a repaired body panel that was not approved, mm-hmm. and when it was found, uh, it was uh, not. They that's uh, basically, you know, manipulating a, a an object that has not been approved by NASCAR. So I'm not uh, I don't know the truth to that, but uh, it, it was possibly a. Uh, a damaged... I heard it was a rear fascia. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that's around. That's the same thing, right? Yeah, that's that's what I heard, um, and I think it was on Moody as well. That, yeah. but obviously NASCAR is not going to take you back to the R and D center if they don't have an idea. And in real in reality, think about this: you know that NASCAR, they're taking however many they take back, however many they look at, and then they're taking one at random. Do you really want to be that random? Mm, is right. it really worth? Is it really worth the hundred thousand dollar fine, the hundred points, possible ten bonus points? Because he only loses ten bonus points if he makes it into the final sixteen. Well, well, if you consider the standings, they're gonna they're gonna take that risk. A uh, hundred thousand dollars is or the hundred thousand dollars is nothing. They have it. It's the points they're gonna have to make up. And that essentially puts them, what, a race and a half back? I mean, they have to win two races. He has to win a race and be in the top 30. If he wins a race and he's 31st in points, he ain't going nowhere. That win was for nothing. Except the paycheck. So, risking that. Is the risk worth the reward? It isn't now. Ten years ago, sure it was. Because NASCAR would just come in, slap you on the nose like you do your dog, tell them, no, don't do that again. They let them keep the win, but they dock them points. Well, now they're docking you points. They're fining you. Is the risk really worth the reward? I say no. Yeah, but, I mean, and I yeah. like the fact that they're not discussing what it is, uh, leaving us uh, suspicious minds, I think, is uh, the way to go, uh, because now people still don't know the threshold that they're being uh, kept under, so, uh, you know, it'll hopefully defer uh, other uh, race teams from doing uh, the same thing. Um, also, in Black Flag News, Bubba Wallace, he lost quite a few uh team members and uh for for a loose tire. Guys, 
I'm going to Talladega. I'm kind of NASCAR has gotten me worried with these loose with these loose tires. Should I be worried? Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to figure out how you have a loose tire with one lug nut. This one lug nut thing was supposed to make it better. I figured we'd talk about the loose lug nut maybe the first week. Then after that, maybe the second week once or twice, but then it would be gone. It's every week one of these teams is losing a tire because some idiot can't get these lug nuts tight. It's one lug nut, guys. It's not five. It's not six. You know what? I am really glad that these guys are not putting lug nuts on tractor trailers. <laughs> well, no doubt. These, I well, thought that these thing- were supposed to have an anti-lock on them to keep them from being able to roll back, but obviously we were wrong about that as well. Yeah. The yeah. the deal with the yeah, but with the lug nut thing, um, and then one team had the issue of their gun kept them like rounding up and couldn't tighten the lug nut or loosen it. So, I mean, we could say it's a lug nut issue, but could it also be the pick gun issue too? Yes, definitely could be. Uh, that's something that uh, I think is issued a NASCAR issued part, and uh, we've seen this before uh, with NAS- with issued parts that were not, uh, you know, up to standard. So maybe we'll see uh, something happen here. I know that I don't want to be in the grandstands with cars going 190 miles an hour around a two and a half mile road uh, uh, up the racetrack. And have the possibility of a tire pop off and land up there in the stands in our lap. I just, uh, I just don't think, uh, I don't think we should uh, have that to worry about. And I'm not saying that this one lug nut theory should be scrapped and thrown away because uh, I think that that's going to be impossible with the way the car is. This is uh, something that's going to be here to stay. So let's just make sure that we're making uh, the right safety. Even if we have to put bungees on these on these tires to keep them from rolling off, I don't want to see somebody in the pits or somebody in the stands get sealed by a loose wheel, you know. No, it's not a good time to leave me loose wheel. Not with, not with these cars going as fast as they're going now, as tight packs as they're running. I mean, I will say that I like this new car. Um, I like the the raciness of it. I love the fact that it gives teams like Trackhouse, Front Row, excuse me, and the under, I shouldn't even say the underfunded team, but it gives the, it gives the um, teams that we wouldn't have talked about so much last year. This year, they're getting a lot of, uh, FaceTime, they're getting a lot of camera time, they're getting a lot of media attention, uh, both print and visual. And I think that's that's exactly what NASCAR was going for. And with that, they nailed it out of the park. Now they just need to get this tire thing under control. Right. And I think once they have that, then, then I think we're going to be good to go. All right. If anybody else got any black flag news, we'll go into checker flag news. Taz, you got anything for black flag? No, I kind of touched up on the BK deal. All right. So the checker flag news, uh, I guess my checker flag goes to NASCAR for going in and getting a Formula One racetrack 
and basically putting on one hell of a show and a great weekend for fans. Uh, we definitely have not had the turnout that F1 had there, but we've had a good solid turnout, and it's been great racing. Uh, they have had to make some changes to the racetrack to make it uh, more, uh, you know, I guess uh, we've seen last year cars really get destroyed with the turtles and stuff like that that were, that were there. But, uh, so, uh, you know, I give for all the powers to be at Coda for opening their doors and allowing uh, NASCAR to come in and uh, make a great race. I promise you we got a better race there than what we would have at Texas Motor Speedway. So uh, my ticker flag definitely goes to the powers that be and Mr. Mr. Bruton and Marcus Smith uh, for going over there and, uh, you know, uh, getting us at a top-notch facility like the uh, Circus of, of America. Yeah, I agree. I think the checkered flag definitely goes to um, NASCAR for putting on a heck of a race weekend, um, bringing it to, uh, you know, last year, as they said, last year was kind of a test. Now we'll have to see because they brought it back last. They brought it back this year. Now will they bring it back next year when the schedule is out? My other checkered flag goes to uh, Trackhouse for, a, you know, an amazing season so far, and then capping it off with Ross's win this weekend, it just shows that, uh, you know, the the look on Justin Mark's face and the excitement that he showed was just amazing. I mean, he was generally happy. I don't think he was shocked because he knew how well Ross ran. But, I mean, kudos to them for their programs. Somebody, I heard somebody say today, do you think that uh, Ross Chastain can, could, could be considered a road ringer, road course ringer? Uh, just because you win a road course race doesn't mean you're a ringer. That's well, not my on, eyes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Where I was kind of thinking of that was because Bowman and Chastain were running up front. Well, Chastain was running up front more than Bowman, but being that the both of them were hanging in there with Almendinger and the front of the pack for a good portion of that race, if not all of it, could you start maybe considering them into that category? Or would you maybe say give it another road course and see if it's the same deal? You never know. I have to say, honestly, I have to say let's wait until we're done with all the road courses in the in the year. And then we take their average finish and we see where they're at. Yeah, hey, look, you said something that, Craig, I have thought about since I was a young kid. I would love to know and, and broke down who my short track champion is, who my who my super speedway champion is, who my road course champion is. I believe that we're missing something in highlighting these drivers for just giving that type of information out to our to to our fans. And baseball, there is not a stat that they don't record. And there's a lot of things in racing that we that we really just don't pay much attention to. Um, you know, uh, we should put emphasis on those road course racers who do really well. We should put emphasis on those short track drivers that do really well. Because that what that does is it brings one of these guys that doesn't finish well every week, and it all of a sudden puts them in a statistical marking so that maybe they can get a little bit of attention that, hey, this driver has developed as a certain type of driver. We we right. talk about the super speedway drivers all the time, and we can name them, right? Logano, Stenhouse, uh, name a couple of them. Uh, Austin Dillon, um, 
you know, Eric Amarola, uh, we, we, uh, Mikey Waltrip. He was, he was the perfect example of a great super speedway racer. Um, those guys have earned that title, but there's really no recognition outside of the super speedways of who may be really good at something. I always thought Matt Diamondetto was a really good short track racer. Um, he's, uh, you know, he, he, he's one of those, I think, that uh, we'll wonder what happened to in a few years because his, his career has kind of went south. But, uh, you know, I thought I thought he was a great short course. Uh, track racer. I thought Marcus Ambrose was a hell of a road course racer, but people did not realize how good he was on short tracks. Uh, Juan Pablo Montoya, you know, he was a good super speedway racer. He didn't get a win. But boy, but... could he wreck a jet car. Oh, a jet gosh. Boom. Oh, gosh. <laughs> right. But, um, so, uh, that's, that's how we feel about that. Uh, do we have any more checkered? But who, Taz, who does your checkered flag go to? My checker flag would have to go to actually A.J. Allmendinger. And this, y'all may think, why him? Well, you have to think of this guy who was running with, what, JTG in the 47 car for a while in his career. I think that's who um, owned it when he was in there. Where who came from nothing and only showed up at road course races, right? Comes up oh. quietly, goes quiet, goes quiet. comes Yo, back aim. out of nowhere, oh is an God. Xfinity contender, and right. here he is in cup level competing for wins in the cup level on a part-time schedule. You, uh, you know, Taz, I forget sometimes how young you are. And uh, I can push AJ all the way back to the Red Bull team. He was the second driver, the 84 driver of the yep. Red Bull team. Oh, yep, Randy I remember Red that too. And I he had he couldn't too. qualify. He he missed the Daytona 500. He missed the first three races, and they finally they at Bristol they put Mike Skinner in the car and set AJ aside. And um, Mike Skinner got the car dialed in, and they were able to qualify. And then AJ stepped back over into it. AJ then at, when he left Red Bull, I think he was replaced by Scott Speed. Uh, he went on to I believe race at Richard Petty Motorsports with Air Force as a sponsor. Well, he did really well at at Richard Petty Motorsports so well, for for the matter of fact, that when Penske decided to fire Kurt Busch, uh, he uh, he signed A.J. Allmendinger to be his driver. And then, unfortunately, six months later, A.J. Allmendinger uh, failed a surprise P-test, and that's how he kind of wound up uh, where he was. So he had the opportunity to be in the car that giggles Logano, uh, has become a champion in, and uh, so that his his whole career finally took off after such a you know a hard ride to the top. Because look, this guy was a successful Formula One racer. Uh, it, he's one of the few that have actually made the crossover and been successful at it. The thing about AJ now, guys, that's that's the biggest thing. I, I agree totally with this checkered flag. Is his story of redemption and his way back to the top, and how humble he's been. I didn't take his comments as being a smart ass or, or ill will toward Ross Chastain. I looked at it as a seasoned veteran that knew what to say in front of the microphone, but probably felt completely different on the inside. You know, he wanted to oh, be yeah. mad at Ross. He wanted to be like, man, this is the sensei, you know, when the sensei gets kicked in the nuts, <laughs> you know. 
um, by, by the student. And uh, that's kind of, uh, um, you know, he, he put Ross under his wing and taught him how to be a good road, road course racer. And Ross, but you cannot beat a man for trying to win a cup race. That's, that's what we're trying to say and we've been trying to say. It's so important for these guys to win. And it's such an emphasis on the word win that you cannot blame the guy for taking whatever measures possible uh, to get that win. And I think that A.J., the veteran that he is, he understood that. He understood the assignment. Yeah, I uh... – I don't fault him for I don't fault him for being upset. I love the way that he handled it. Um, you know, what was his quote? If you can live with it, then live with it, or something to that effect. Hey, yeah, well, it's shoe fit wear. You know, that's kind of what he was saying. You know, right. I mean, the same thing could be said if it was him. You know, if he you did can live make with the first decision, move. He did. He did punt Ross Chastain. He did punt him. He right. did it the right so, way, though. I think I think most of us felt like he did it the right way. No bump and run. Yeah. No, it was uh, it was definitely a definitely a good move. It just didn't work out all the way like right. he thought. Checker flag is in the books. Uh, let's go to what's grinding our gears. Um, Craig, what grinds your gears? You know. What grinds my gears about this weekend? Not a damn thing except the tire issue. I don't understand. And you talked about it earlier a couple minutes ago. And, you know, you said you're going to Talladega. And I happen to agree with you. Uh, NASCAR's got to figure this out. And that that pisses me off. That upsets me because we've not figured this out yet. NASCAR has not figured out a way to keep these tires on these cars. And, unfortunately, somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody's going to get hurt. I mean, at the road course, the the guys are back far enough. The spectators are back far enough. But at these bigger tracks, um, you know, where the fans are up close, they, they somebody could get hurt. And NASCAR's got to figure it out. And I think that's what really irritates me the most is we're five, six, we're six races in. And NASCAR's not gotten this under control yet. So I think that grinds my gears more than anything. Dad, what grinds your gears? What grinds my gears? Oh, boy. I don't think I have anything that grinds. Oh, wait a minute. Um, Alex Bowman going on Twitter and blaming uh, his truck incident on Stuart Friesen. Thinking Stuart Friesen was entirely at fault, and Bowman couldn't do anything about it because Stuart Friesen was leaning on him. Wait, aren't we racing? Yeah, we're not. We're not playing patty cake, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, what it is is he he has a chance to blame somebody else, and I think that that's uh, when you've got a guy who's got uh, seven cup wins already. Uh, he really feels like he's important enough to say that. Uh, I remember a guy by the name of Kevin Harvick, I believe, saying that Ross Chastain sucks and ain't got no business out here on this racetrack. Uh, and, uh, you know, I guess, the, you know, what, what what did he say about Ross Chastain a couple of years ago? <laughs> I can't really remember the exact quote, but uh, it wasn't it, it wasn't all that great of a tone. And I believe that they become friends after that, and Harvick is actually – 
done a lot of helping uh, Chastain and all. So uh, I, I wish uh, Kevin Harvick would have uh, made a comment about that statement that he made a couple of years ago because it probably made Ross Chastain uh, work that much harder. Well, what yeah, does somebody... my gears is why in the hell has Fox not paid Tony Stewart whatever they needed to pay to, to keep him as a broadcaster or make him a full-time broadcaster uh, with Clint Boyer and uh, Mike Joy. Uh, Jeez, uh, man. I mean, can we please? You know, the guy is uh, amazing in the booth, and he brings a totally different perspective. Um, and he knows how, you know, I, there were several things I've watched Tony over the years say. One of the things that he uh, interests me the most with him that I admire the most is that uh, he said, our cars, I guess our guys and our cars have decided to just wreck today. Um, I don't know if he was saying that Clint Boyer had ownership or he was just, he was just basically saying, you know, this, it's not just my organization. It's, it's everybody that, that's up underneath me. So really I admire that uh, from Tony Stewart. That it's not my race cars. It's our race cars. Um, but uh, what grinds my gears is that Fox has not uh, anted up, and uh, obviously he would be a great asset in the booth. He handles himself really well. He's got that respect. He's got that demeanor. If anybody, if you could say anybody was kind of like Earnhardt in the garage, you'd have to say it was Tony Stewart because Tony was never scared to speak his mind. And uh, uh, I agree, Miss Lee. She says Smoke doesn't want to be in the booth full time. He has his finger in too many other guys. I, I agree, but uh, if you paid him uh, Tony Romo money or $20 million a year, I think he would find time to come in the booth. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Because oh, he's all about the chicks, about the chicks, about the chicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so we got our guests should be in the studio here in a minute, right? Hello. Fire call. They're on a fire call at the moment. Oh, okay. Um. So anyway, let's. I guess unless you go to Luke, let's just go to uh, local. Um, local stuff, if you will. Let's go to local stuff. Dad, are we? Well, I'll save the breaking news for now in case um, they do end up coming on before we wrap up the show, and I'll let them know about it too. Um, The Short Track Super Series, Elite Series, um, will run this weekend at Orange County Fair Speedway. It'll It'll be the second round of six, of course, paying $25,000 to the winners. The last one was Ryan Godown at Cherokee Speedway. Uh, and right now there's, a, of course, a number of guys coming on. I believe this is also the North Region opener. So for this race, the sale panels will be on these cars. And Fonda Speedway Car Show wrapped up this past weekend at the Viaport Rotterdam Mall. Um, a number of drivers came out to display their cars. 
from the four-cylinder division all the way up to the modifieds. Uh, On Saturday, they had a couple autograph signings. We also had the Mohawk Valley Vintage Dirt Modified Series come out and have their own hallway showing their own vintage cars. And one of the drivers actually was letting uh, some of the kids or was letting all the kids get into his car and get pictures and stuff like that. So um, that's pretty much about it for now. Again, I'll save the breaking news for the other two as long as they can come on before we wrap up the show. If not, then we'll then I'll have to uh, kind of break it out. All right. Um, real quick, didn't Dan Haslin, didn't he just, uh, didn't he get, did you hear about that, Taz? I seen something about it. He was uh, going to be so, an on-track announcer. So Dan Haslin is the is the announcer for the uh, Vintage Series. Um, I'll be messaging Lori Fallis, the series promoter, and uh, within the next few days, try to get her onto the show and have her talk about the Vintage Division. We had her on last year. Uh, she was a great guest to have. And I talked to her during the show as well for a bit, and she said that she would love to come back on the show and talk everything that's changed from last year to this year um, and look forward to much more success going into the 2022 season. And Dan Haslin is the uh, announcer and – He's also running part-time on a very limited schedule with this four-cylinder. All right. So, Hendry County News, uh, this Saturday is the Hendry Florida Late Models, the IMCA Mod Lights, the 4.6 Fords, the V8 Warriors, and the non-winged Mini Sprints. Uh, I don't see any results from last week or this past weekend up on their website. So I will say that they're slow getting those up on the website. Um, I've reached out to him about it, but they're slow getting it out on their website and on their Facebook page. What happened down at good old Why Not, Chris? Uh, We raced this weekend. I don't really have anything. Uh, We're racing this weekend. Um... Just a weekly racing series. Reminder, guys, we're racing three times of the month of April, plus our monster truck show is going to be the 8th and the 9th of April, so that's going to be next weekend. Uh, but we are racing this weekend weekly racing series, so uh, come out and enjoy the fun and uh, watch some good old-fashioned stock car racing. We had 15 factory stocks, uh, 17 factory stocks, and 12 street stocks. Uh, showed the field uh, the last race that we had, along with uh, several other uh, classes as well. So just come on out and enjoy the fun and uh, be a part of the family out at the house to hook. Why not motorsports part? Nice, nice. Uh, Chris, when do the buses run again? When do they do their figure eight racing? Um, well, we don't do a figure eight. We just do the around the track, and, you know, it's really just a staged race. Um, but I can't really give it very much. Yeah, one, unfortunately, Spanky blew up this past weekend packing the racetrack, so I'm, I'm not sure if we're going to be having uh, uh, any any school bus races anytime soon. But 
most of the time that that's around uh, the end of the school year uh, when they do that. So we'll see what the month of May has in store for us. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> All right. Where are we? Taz, you don't have any race calls to do this week? No, with uh, with the car show, Brett and Dale kind of chilled out. Um, I do believe Super Dirt Car Series, they, no, Brett and Dale himself went down south for the Cajun Region opener, um, which if you listen along starting this Thursday, the Southern Dirt Track Report will be back on the 110 Nation Radio Network for another year. And they'll give that report on the show there. When do they come back to ask? Next week? This Thursday is what Artie said. This Thursday? As in, yeah, this Thursday is in two days from Thursday. There's in two days. My goodness gracious. All right. Well, that's good to know. I didn't know about that. That's awesome. We can help promote that. And, oh, by the way, if you want to listen, re-listen to this broadcast, you can do so on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, the iHeartRadio app. Uh, I said Spotify. Is there anyone that I'm missing? I know there's a few of them. Spotify, Google Podcast, uh, iHeartRadio, Apple, um, and any of your other favorite podcast listening spots. Uh, you can find us at One Ten Nation Show. Is what you'll look for, and we'll be in the episodes under Race Chat Live. So you can also Google Race Chat Live, and we'll find our podcast as well. Uh, Where we are affiliated with the One Ten Nation Sports. Uh, group, and so when you see the One Ten Nation, you think Race Chat Live. I like it. I like it. So, yeah, that was a quick local segment. Now what, boys? Well, I guess we can go what? ahead and go into uh, our, our closing uh, and stuff. Uh, let's let's get out of here early tonight, guys. Let's uh, cross our fingers and well, cross our t- hold on. If we're going to try to wrap things up a bit early, then I guess I might as well just wrap up the news here. Okay, go ahead. Um, if they get on, they they will. If not, um, it's not a big deal. Um, they I did tell them that we were on till 10. So, but... If we're going to wrap things up a bit early, I'll notify them, and we'll try to see if we can get them to squeeze with Luke next week. Um, So we are – so in the New York Champ Kart Series, the NYCKS is back for 2022 for its second season. And the schedule will be released on the Facebook page as soon as I'm done announcing this. The schedule is out for the New York Champ Kart Series, and we will start on Friday, June 24th at Dodge City Speedway in Cobleskill, or House Park. And then July 30th, we head to Action Park East 
out in Green, New York. That's a Saturday, I do believe. And that is one of the tracks that one of our uh, guests that was on the show a few weeks ago, Brandon Clapperton, uh, promotes and runs. Then we head to Paradise Speedway in Geneva on August 13th. Then on September 3rd, we head to Caroga Creek Race Park, September 23rd. That's a Friday night. Going out to Hannibal Cartway in Hannibal, New York. And then the last race is October 1st at Allegheny Memorial Speedway. Where is that at? That is about, from where I live, about four to almost five hours out towards the New York-Pennsylvania border. It's just above the Pennsylvania border. Oh, so it's in Allegheny County. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I was just trying to figure figure how far away from Glover's or yeah, Gloversville, Johnstown area that is. So, um, all right. Well, there you have it. It's the schedule. Did Caroga release their schedule yet? Yes, they did. What about Dodge City? They did as well. All right. Caroga cool. released their schedule two days ago, and Dodge City, I think, announced theirs like a week ago, week or two ago. All right, cool deal, cool deal. All right, Chris. I guess it's all you, buddy. Oh, uh, what, what, what are we doing? Closing out and uh, fan question picks. Okay, yeah, we can uh, get into the fan questions. Let me get that pulled up real quick. Uh, well, first, before we go there, I do want to talk about real, something real quick. I believe I shared it to you, uh, the uh, uh, the Denny Hamlin, right? Did I share that, what Denny Hamlin Yeah, Yes, you did share that. You did yeah, share so, that. Uh, we, we, we did talk about that. And, Taz, did we, did we answer the question that we were talking about on the live uh, earlier today? Um, oh, the, the road, yeah, the road course ring question. Was okay. Shasta and Bowman into that category, or do we wait and see what they do? Okay, we did answer that. All right, I, I was just I was just reflecting back on. Okay, so Denny Hamlin said, uh, in 2017, it wasn't okay. In today's world, high stakes, do whatever it takes, playoffs on the line, blah blah blah. It's all fair game. The game has changed, and I just it's just expected now. Everyone runs over everyone doesn't matter if it's for first or tenth. Congrats to Justin, Justin Marks and Ross Chastain. So uh, that's Danny Hamlin basically saying, hey, it is what it is. Some people called him a crybaby. I'm not really sure if that's crying. I think that that's just the honest-to-goodness truth. People don't race the way that they used to. We put a lot of significance on the wins. I think we, we did kind of uh, discuss that earlier. But uh, that was kind of my toasted tweet there. Uh, for the week, and uh, let's get to the fan question. Uh, I'm sure you guys will we'll talk about the L1 penalty Tuesday regarding RFK racing, but it got me wondering. Question: I was reading about the re- I was reading about the recent L1 penalty given RFK racing, and was wondering what kind of inspections do these cars go through. I knew that was a pre-race for sure, but it was a, but it was mentioned that the modified single source part was found in a teardown. Experience 
inspection. Uh, can you please explain what these cars go through pre and post race? Do they really tear them apart after each race? And I kind of think that you already alluded to that answer, Craig. Yeah, I mean they 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 use a laser. They don't necessarily tear them down. Um, you know, and, and I guess I heard it best explained today. Um, well, now I'm, that I'm car curious. was R and D, so I think it was torn down. Well, the, yeah, the, the, but obviously the, it 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 was something that they caught post race and they saw a post race inspection, or he could have been one of the unlucky one of the unlucky draws for the week. And you know, so lo and what behold. With the 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 luck the unlucky draw allude to what you, what 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 you're talking about. I Me and you both know this answer, but our but our fan questionnaire may not. Okay, so NASCAR is going to take the first three to five cars that finish the race. Then they're going to draw one car from the rest of the field, and they're going to take it. Kozlowski just happened to be. The unlucky car. They run them through tech, and then they take them back to Concord. And they tear them apart, and they go through them, and they measure them. They're looking. They don't want to find anybody. They really don't. But they tear the car apart. They look for things. He just happened to play Russian roulette with his car. And we alluded to this last week, Chris. You and I, we talked about this, I believe it was last week when I brought this penalty up, was that he said, let me do it to my car. Let's do it to my car, not Busher's car. Right. You know, we I can handle the penalty. We can't handle it on his car. So, I mean, that's... That's basically it. They're going to tear them, they're going to tear one car apart. Now I guarantee you this: that they will be there. They were watching from Daytona on. If anybody says they weren't, they're lying. They were watching RFK from the start of the season because they didn't bust them on the tires at the beginning of the season, so they knew they were going to try to get them on something. It was just a matter of time before they pulled them up to Concord. Now, I, I said this earlier. Why would you want to play? Why would you want to play Russian roulette, knowing that you're going to possibly get caught? Is the risk worth the reward? I don't know because at the end of the day, your your if your car gets pulled up there, an L one penalty, L two penalty, a hundred thousand dollars. That's a that's a huge chunk of change to lose. Could you imagine if that happened to a Justin Marks or a, well, I won't even say Pitbull. Um, but, I mean, Trackhouse, if that happened to them, how many times, or or um, Hamlin Jordan, 2311, you're, where, you're, why would you play Russian roulette? I just don't get it. You know, it, they should, they used to measure these cars with a tape measure. If everything was in spec, they let them go. If something was off, they'd say, hey, don't bring this back again. Well, now, since the drivers and teams can't police themselves, NASCAR's policing them. And they're now they brought in lasers. Now it's a yeah. luck of the draw or the unluck of the draw. 
So, you know, I hope that answers your question. Well, uh, and I'm not sure that they're taking, they're impounding or taking very many cars to the R&D center because they know that these guys are short on parts. So they had to have had a suspicion or something right. to that effect that, that Keselowski, and, and if it was something on the rear of the car that was, you know, that could have been visible with the eye, uh, it may have, it may or may not have been, uh, but we don't know how NASCAR really caught Keselowski because we didn't find out about it until later on in the in the week. Uh, but uh, definitely, uh, it was a situation to where, you know, you you're you're running 16th in points. Now you're at 35th. It's a complete game changer. Was the risk worth the reward? As Dave Moody said it best earlier. He said, "I've never heard." Teams say they're going to change something to slow the car down. Don't know if they changed something to speed the car up, or if this was just a, a rush through process and they didn't get it approved or what. But it was it it, it will be a costly uh, penalty and a, and a reminder that uh, you're not playing you're not playing your game. You're playing you're playing NASCAR's game, and uh, they're this isn't they're, they're not when playing they bust, anymore. Yeah, when they bust your ass and send you to the back. Uh, it, it was nobody's fault but your own. So uh, a lot of people took up for Keselowski. A lot of people were feeling like that the penalty was not uh, not worth uh, not not suitable to the crime. But uh, we don't know the crime, so it's hard for us to make that that call a, as well. So hopefully that did um, answer the question. I do know that they go through a specific laser beam process in the beginning of the race. I'm not sure what the post race. Uh, is because they always burn the tires off the back of the car, so I'm not, I don't think that they would go to the laser uh, for that, but uh, that is a good question. I will share uh, with our fans uh, the process as they go through the laser uh, for pre-race tech for them to see that. That's a really cool deal. Uh, but uh, So that, that'll do it for our fan question segment as we move to our picks, I believe. I think I scored pretty well this weekend. Um, John Hunter Nemechek finished second. Uh, who did I have? A.J. Allmendinger got the win. I got my first win of the season. And not too shabby, Chase Elliott. I, I kind of picked Chase Elliott to hopefully jinx him. Uh, but I, I could have – I really could have used another win. Uh, but uh, that that wasn't how the cards played out. But at least he gave me – a good point, Brian. I'm still kind of back here in the back chamber, uh, so I've got to uh, I got to do some hustling to kind of catch up with you guys. If you uh, thank God you didn't hit that trifecta, if you would have, I think uh, I think it would have basically just put me out pretty pretty damn early. Uh, but uh, so as we get ready to pick this week's, we're racing at Richmond, guys. I, you know, I hate to give my Monday's headlines today, but uh, um, I guess I need to kind of with my picks. My Monday's headlines today would be um, short tracks. We have a problem, and so I'm not expecting. I'm I'm expecting a Phoenix type race at Richmond. I'm not expecting uh, the uh, the the um, event full events that we've had at all the other tracks. Uh, Richmond has been known to be a snooze fest, and it's been known to be a, you know, basically a follow-the-leader racetrack. Now, how this package and how this car changes that, 
I'm not sure the banking could come into question here, whether or not, uh, you know, how good of racing it is based off the banking, because Richmond used to be a good racetrack. It used to be a fun racetrack. Uh, but uh, that car was, you know, um, it didn't, it had a lot of downforce and was easy to turn. Maybe, maybe this car will be a little bit, uh, a little bit harder and the guys can be up on the wheel a little bit more. With that being said, and, and basically saying that somebody's going to be up on the wheel, um, you know, I think that uh, uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll see somebody who likes to be up on the high side of the racetrack win. Now, we have just Xfinity and uh, Cup Racing, right, Taz? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we have just Xfinity. Yeah, and Cup. Craig got that one. Okay, okay. So, uh, I haven't seen a... I haven't seen a list for the Xfinity race, but uh, I, I pretty much I'm going to go with my gut uh, on this one. Uh, Noah Gregson uh, is going to be my Xfinity pick. He's a high side racer, does pretty well, able to keep her hanging up on the high side there. And uh, you know, I've been I I have been on this redheaded bandwagon for a couple of years now. I can't believe Ross Chastain got a win before he did. I would have never picked that. But, guys, we're going to have back-to-back first-time winners and our seventh different winner of the season. I'm going with Tyler Reddick as the winner at uh, Richmond, guys. Gosh, I hope it don't cost me. Wow. (laughs) Surprise me, Reddick does. Interesting. Yeah, well, my pick surprised all you all last week. and Look how it made out. so All right. Who are you pitching so who's next? Craig. I'm next, huh? All right. So um, I'm gonna, my Xfinity pick this weekend is going to be – I'm going to go with the Dinger. I think he's got something to prove after last weekend. I think he's going to come out. He's going to be hungry. He's going to be hungrier than normal. Um, guys, you know he's 40 years old? I heard that today, and I just about died. I did not think he was that old. Uh, I thought he was still in his mid-30s. So good genetics on his part. Um, for my cup pick, I'm going to go way out in left field. And I'm going to give you somebody that you don't necessarily think uh, that. But I think you're going to get one of your Grizzly veterans this year to win, this weekend to win. And I think you're going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with Kyle Bush. Bush. Kyle, Kyle Bush is my pick. One word, Bushy. Bush, Bush, Bush. So that is my pick. All, All right. right. Who's next? Next is Miss Lee, and she says, Gregson on the Xfinity side. And Kyle Larson on the cup side. Well, that's interesting. Oh, real well, quick, I do know that uh, sure. the Wheeler Modified Tour is at uh, Richmond on Friday night. Well, thanks to Miss Lee for that. The Wheeler Modified Tour is at uh, Richmond this Friday night. Sweet deal. Mr. CJ would be up next, and his picks are Sheldon Creed on the Xfinity, and he's going 
One word bushy on the cup side. So he's uh, he's he's aligning with me. I guess so. Now, my picks. I'm surprised nobody mentioned him. When Chris said something about going on the JRM route, I was like, okay, I know where he's going, and I'm shocked he didn't go that route. Well, a little shocked, but being that he picked Gregson, I'm not entirely shocked. So, my pick for Xfinity is a short tracker from JRM, Josh Berry. Wow. You got the guy, man. And he has he I think he has success here. I think he's raced here several times. So uh um definitely a strong pick there. Uh, I have to I have to say that I'm solid with my pick, but if I had a uh, second choice, I would probably go the route that you did. My cup pick. Well, I kind of made I kind of teased at him earlier. And I was thinking a Toyota route, but thinking Truex, actually. Then I got to thinking, if Toyota is struggling again, then I'm going in the dumpster. And if I want to keep my lead, I can figure out how how this will work. So I'm going down the Ford camp. Don't tell me you're thinking about taking Harvick. Oh, no. Not even the Stuart Haas direction. No way. Logano. You got it, Chris. Mm, The usual suspect. (laughs) You know, he's got to break out pretty soon here. Um, Of course, he won the... uh, he did win. He won the Bush Clash on a short track. Clash. So that was a short track. Right. We're going through our short track swing now. We have Richmond he, this week, Martin will next week, and Bristol after that. So this is this he, is the run. He's got success at Richmond, though, too. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Awesome. So awesome. Our Good picks pick, are but you in know. with – hold on. Our picks are in with – Chris and Miss Lee picking no aggressive, no aggression. Uh, Craig says Dinger the Ringer, Almondinger. I have Blueberry, Raspberry, Josh Berry. And Mr. CJ has Sheldon Creed. I have yet to come up with a nickname for him. On the cup side, Chris says Little Red, Tyler Reddick. Craig and CJ both say one word bushy, Kyle Bush. Bush. I say Giggles Logano, Joey Logano, and Miss Lee says la la, Kyle Larson. La 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 Larson. La 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 Larson. It'll be an interesting race. I I really hope it is not a snooze fast. Um, I hope it is not a snooze fest this weekend. And, hey, if you guys want to do something, people listening, we do a race. Chris, 
Chris started it two weeks ago, three weeks ago, a race thread. We we all chat during the race um, and give our or give our opinions. We invite you to join on that as well. Um, Chris will share out the page. Actually, um, all you've got to do every week is change it, change, change the name, and we are good to go. So I'll uh, be looking for that on the Race Chat Live page this weekend. And, uh, yeah, coming up next week we have Dave Herrick and his wife Ashley along with Luke Krakowski. So uh should be a definite uh, barn burner of a half hour. That'll, that'll, that'll make that half hour fly by. So, but Chris, you got anything else, buddy? No, I think we're at the uh, we're at that thirty minute break. So you can find us on uh, Google uh, Podcast. You can find us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcast. Share the show. Find the show. Share the show. Uh, support the One Ten Nation Sports Show that's on Monday night. It looks like Southern Dirt Track Report is going to be on Thursday night. You can find Race Chat Live on Tuesday night. We'll be back again next week. Uh, Tess, close us out, man. All right. This has been Race Chat Live, another Tuesday night edition. A little early tonight, but it is what it is. Next week we'll have Luke Rakowski. Hopefully we can get both David and Ashley to chime in as they'll have more NYCKS news. Um, Luke will chime in as well with what he's got going on. And, again, you can listen to us on Blog Talk Radio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and wherever you get your podcast needs, we're pretty much on. So, with that being said, we'll see you at the same bat time, same bat place. This has been the DJ Music Man, Craig Moore, the Caution Flagger Radio, Chris Creighton. I'm the Tasmanian Double Flaggers, Taz Taylor, saying goodnight. We'll see you all next week. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Good night. Where's my world's going on here?
Like a two modern day Robin Hood. 